it's time to grasp the Word. This year's theme is Worship and Wisdom from the Word. Hear, read, memorize, meditate, and study your Bible. Grasp the Word and let the Word get a hold on you. Thank you for joining our Proverb of the Month podcast. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Thank you for joining our podcast today. I am your host, Mark Parker. And today we are looking at the verse of Proverbs chapter 5, verses 3 and 4, and entering a very, very important subject, uh, so important that it's mentioned many times in the Proverbs, and that's the subject of adultery and seeing its obvious consequences. For the lips of a strange woman drop as a honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil, but her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Proverbs was not really written as a book of the law that gave the thou shalt nots and issued commands and declared things to be sins against God. Nevertheless, Proverbs does pointedly tell us of things that God hates, such as he did in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. And along with that, the book does use the word wicked in excess of 80 times and the word righteous over 80, over 50 times. Often, wickedness in Proverbs is associated with a fool and righteousness with the wise. The book concentrates on practical living, making wise choices concerning our everyday lives, showing that certain things which God desires of us is indeed the best way to live. In the writings of Proverbs, the practicality of being faithful to your husband or wife and the consequences of infidelity are spelled out in terms of relationships and success or failures regarding the matters of this world. The writer attempts to give the reader the sense of what is foolish behavior and what is wise behavior. The Bible as a whole is very plain that adultery is sin against our marriage partner and against God. It is not only foolish, but adultery is a transgression worthy of eternal punishment. So giving consideration for eternity's sake, it is condemned by God and foolish beyond the ramifications of one what one will suffer in this life. So the consequences described in Proverbs regarding adultery is but the tip of the iceberg for the consequences of the adulterer. But God is merciful, and he forgives sin of the truly repentant person who not only confesses, but forsakes, forsaketh their sin, as described in Proverbs 28, verse 13. However, the natural consequences 
in all probability, may still linger. There are five passages in Proverbs that warn against adultery. I did not say five verses in Proverbs. I said five passages. This shows the magnitude of which the father who instructs in Proverbs was emphasizing over and over to avoid adultery. They are, number one, Proverbs chapter 2, verses 16 through 22. Number two, Proverbs chapter 5, verses 1 through 23. Number three, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 20 through 35. Number four, Proverbs 7, verses 1 through 27. And finally, number five, Proverbs chapter 9, verses 13 through 18. I encourage you to read these 79 verses all in one setting. Go back, listen to the verses that I gave the references and read them to yourself. You will see how deeply Proverbs drives the point home that there is nothing wise or good in adultery. Even the sweet, smooth talk of the strange woman will end up bitter. Although many of the Proverbs are written to a young man, we live in a different age where women are commonly exposed to the same vulnerability as men with regard to temptation and unfaithfulness. A man can be tempted by a woman, but a woman can also be tempted by a man. So the warnings about avoiding a seducer can apply to both. To illustrate this, I'm reading a children's story entitled The Spider and the Fly, written by Mary Howitt in 1829. Will you walk into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. Tis the prettiest little parlor that ever you did spy. The way into my parlor is up a winding stair, and I have many curious things to show when you are there. Oh, no, no, said the little fly. To ask me is in vain, for who goes up your winding stair can ne'er come down again. I'm sure you must be weary, dear, with soaring up so high. Will you rest upon my little bed, said the spider to the fly. There are pretty curtains drawn around. The sheets are fine and thin. And if you like to rest a while, I'll snugly tuck you in. Oh, no, no, said the little fly, for I've often heard it said, they never, never wake again who sleep upon your bed. Said the cunning spider to the fly, dear friend, what can I do to prove my warm affection I've always felt for you? I have within my pantry good store of all that's nice. I'm sure you're very welcome. Will you please to take a slice? Oh, no, no, said the little fly. Kind sir, that cannot be. I've heard what's in your pantry, and I do not wish to see. Sweet creature, said the spider, you're witty 
and your wise. How handsome are your gauzy wings. How brilliant are your eyes. I've a little looking glass upon my parlor shelf. If you'll step in one moment, dear, you shall behold yourself. I thank you, gentle sir, sir, she said, for what you're pleased to say. And bidding you good morning now, I'll call another day. The spider turned him round about and went into his den, for he well knew the silly fly would soon come back again. So he wove a subtle web in a little corner sly and set his table ready to dine upon the fly. Then he came out to his door again, and merrily did sing, Come hither, hither, pretty fly, with the pearl and silver wing. Your robes are green and purple. There's a crest upon your head. Your eyes are like the diamond bright, but mine are dull as lead. Alas, alas! How very soon this silly little fly, hearing his wily, flattering words, came slowly flitting by. With buzzing wings she hung aloft, then near and nearer drew, thinking only of her brilliant eyes and green and purple hue, thinking only of her crested head. Poor foolish thing, at last up jumped the cunning spider, and fiercely held her fast. He dragged her up his winding stair into her dismal den within his precious little parlor, but she'd ne'er come out again. And now, dear dear little children, who may this story read? To idle, silly, flattering words, I pray you ne'er give heed. Up an evil counselor, Close heart and ear and eye, and take a lesson from this tale of the spider and the fly. In closing today, I quote the late W.C. Parkey from his book, Treasures and Truce. He said, whether you are single or married, male or female, you should be on guard against someone of the opposite sex who would try to seduce you. Do not allow yourself to be enticed into an illicit relationship by his or her smooth words. Ask God to help you to keep yourself pure and to resist any temptation that may come your way. Seek God for wisdom to quickly discern a person's true motive and character. And so the words of Proverbs chapter 5 verses 3 and 4 warns us, for the lips of a strange woman drop as an honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil, but her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword.
great 